Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, recently, uh, in Colorado, there have been dozens of cattle that have been mysteriously slaughtered. And uh, there's a whole bunch of articles online. Uh, I'm going to just read one from one of them here. Here's one from Newsweek uh, that was just published. Uh, it says, Dozens of cattle have been slaughtered by a mystery creature in Colorado that left no tracks. In October, 18 dead cows were found near the town of Meeker, steamboat pilot and today reported on Sunday. Some, but not all, look like they could have been killed by wolves, but officials from the Colorado Parks and Wildlife have found no tracks or evidence of them in the area. But whatever is killing the cows appears to still be on the rampage. Since October, as many as 40 dead cows have been found around the same area. Wildlife officials have done everything they can to try and find the animal. They have set up trail cameras and aerial flights and still have found no trace of the culprit, the newspaper reported. Uh, CPW Northwest Regional Director Travis Black said on November 17th, according to Steamboat Pilot and Today, it's perplexing, it's confusing, it's frustrating trying to figure out exactly what occurred in this incident. We have no evidence of wolves in that area. That doesn't mean they are not there. Further investigations into what may be killing the livestock are still underway. Cows can develop a number of fatal diseases. Wildlife officials believed it could have been it could be the uh, Clostridium bacteria, which can cause gut distress and subsequent death in cows. But veterinarians have ruled it out. We're scratching our heads, Black said. Although wolves may still be the cause of for the deaths, there is little evidence to establish this. What we're lacking, in my opinion, is the typical feeding behavior that we could see. Typically, wolves would come back and feed on a carcass, Black said. The incident comes as gray wolves slowly make a comeback to Colorado. Gray wolves used to be abundant in the state before they were completely eradicated by the 1940s. Colorado is also aiming to implement a wolf reintroduction program approved by voters in 2020. The plan, which aims to reintroduce more wolves to the state by the end of the 2023, is to be presented to the C. CPW Commission on December 9th, according to Steamboat Pilot and Today. Wolves sometimes migrate into Colorado from nearby states. They are likely populations from the northern Rockies across Montana, Idaho, and Wyoming. If wolves are the predators responsible for the killings, it would mean that they are passing through into Colorado earlier than is seasonally expected. The, the decision to reintroduce the species has not always been popular. Some farmers were concerned about the wolves taking their livestock, but biologists have said the reintroduction is vital for the state's ecosystem as it would restore predator-prey balance in the area. Um, okay, I'm not going to read the rest of this. Uh, it just is, to me, right? There's nothing mentioned here about well, what it most likely is, or and it does none, none of the articles that I could find <clears throat> mentioned the condition of a lot of these uh, dead cows. There, there's nothing mentioned about the condition. Um, now, as we know, and I as I talk about a lot on my uh, uh, podcast, I always talk about uh, cattle mutilations and the fact that uh, there are uh, most certainly. Uh, things that happen to cow or to, to cattle and other animals uh that could, could could only be explained by by with aliens because you know that's what it is obviously i mean there's there's never been an, this has been going on for a very long time where uh cattle just start you know 
dying in very mysterious ways. And again, none of these articles that I that I looked at really give any details about the condition of the cattle. I mean, they they were thinking it was wolves, right? And then now they're saying, well, now we don't know. Uh, you know, there's no tracks or anything. There's no evidence that it's wolves. I mean, we are reintroducing wolves into the Colorado. They've been, they haven't been here since 1940, but there's just no evidence that wolves are responsible here. And then they tried to say, well, maybe it's just bacteria. Uh, yeah, it's uh, bacteria probably. That's what killed them. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, the veterinarians are saying, no, that's, that's, we, we rule that out. Okay. So what's the condition of the cattle? I mean, are they, uh, are they mutilated, uh, you know, in, in the familiar way that a lot of cattle mutilations have been described over the years? Uh, you know, uh, actually, here's an article uh, from history.com called The Mysterious History of Cattle Mutilation. Um, and, you know, it talks about Colorado. You know, back in the 1970s, uh, there was a lot of things going on in Colorado with regard to cattle mutilation. And, and this article talks about uh, some of that. Anyway, let's uh, dig into this article a little bit. It says here, The bovine corpses stunned the ranchers who found them. The animals' ears, eyes, udders, anuses, sex organs, and tongues had routinely been removed, seemingly with a sharp, clean instrument. Their carcasses had been drained of blood. No tracks or footprints were found in the immediate vicinity, nor were any of the usual opportunistic scavengers. Okay, let's just stop there. Doesn't that sound familiar? That sounds familiar, doesn't it? That sounds like this story. There's, there's no traces of any of the opportunistic scavengers. Uh, they, they were thinking at first, oh, this is wolves. Must be wolves. Well, there's no tracks. There's no evidence of wolves. There's no wolves around here. And one of the articles I was reading, the uh, helicopter determined that the closest wolf to where some of these mutilations occurred was like 165 miles away. So, uh, I mean, what's the condition of the carcasses? How come the newspaper, all these articles, all these news services aren't talking about the condition of the article? Had nobody contacted the ranchers to get that information? I mean, obviously, this is something that's uh, been going, that we've known about, I mean, since the 60s. Uh, and uh, Linda Moulton Howe, as we all know, has been investigating cattle mutilation since the 70s. I mean, uh, I mean, you would think that some of these reporters would have, you know, uh, asked the questions with regard to that. You know, like, you know, maybe talk to some... Uh, uh, people who are uh, ufologists, maybe some scientists who have, have uh, maybe people like Linda Howe, contact her. Hey, what do you think about this? I mean, she, I mean, her the, the first documentary that she did on this uh, strange harvest was 1980. That's that's 42 years ago. I would say she's an expert on it. How come she's not contacted about this? Uh, because I'd like to know the condition of the cattle. I mean, you have an article here, but you're, there, there's really, okay, we thought it was wolves, but no, it's not wolves. Uh, we thought it was uh, some uh, bacteria, but you know what? No, it's vet, veterinarians say no. It just seems funny, right? Anyway, let's, I'll read the rest of this uh, history article. It says here, Between April and October of 1975, nearly 200 cases of cattle mutilation were, were reported in the state of Colorado alone. Far from being mere tabloid fodder, it had, it had become a nationally recognized issue. That year, the Colorado Associated Press voted it the state's number one story. Colorado's then-Senator Floyd Haskell asked the Federal Bureau of Investigation to get involved. Throughout the 1970s, cases had continued to mount throughout the American heartland. And in 1979, after thousands of reported cattle mutilations causing millions of dollars of livestock losses, the FBI finally opened an investigation into a series of cases that had 
reportedly taken place on New Mexico's Indian lands. Pressure came in part from a heated public symposium on the subject that had been convened by the state's science-minded U.S. Senator Harrison Schmidt, who had a Ph.D. in geology from Harvard, Harvard and had walked on the moon as, as uh, an Apollo 17 astronaut. Ultimately, the FBI's inquiry poured cold water on the idea that something strange was afoot. On January 15, 1980, the Bureau closed the investigation, putting out a statement saying that none of the reported cases has involved what appeared to be mutilations by other than common predators. Locals sharply disagreed. I've been around cattle all my life, and I could, I could sure tell whether it's been done by a coyote or a sharp instrument, Sheriff George Yarnell of Elbert County, a rural area south of Denver, told the New York Times in the fall of 1975. Uh, mysterious livestock mutilations were confined to the 1970s or to the United States. Similar cases involving sheep, cows, or horses have been reported as far back as the early 17th century and as recently as 2019. The 70s cases, however, brought the most widespread attention. Uh, broadly speaking, the debate about cattle mutilation falls into two camps, those who see the mutilations as unexplained phenomena and those who see them as normal cattle deaths repackaged as something mysterious or paranormal. Okay, um... <laughs> let's just stop there for a, a minute uh, you know i i mean I, I, again I, it, there's not a lot of information about these mutilations in these articles so we, we really don't know i mean i mean but i'd like to know more okay if it's not wolves like they originally thought uh, there's no evidence of predators uh like like a wolf uh so if it's not that and and if it's not uh some bacteria Okay, then what is it? You know, I don't think they're going to have an answer. I don't think they're not, not, not any truthful answer. Anyhow, nobody, nobody there's nobody there is going to get any truthful answer. Like I'm trying to wonder, you know, what you know, were they drained of blood, like as described in some of these other ones? I mean, that, that would be nice to know. Uh, you know, maybe some of these uh, re, uh, news outlets, you think they would ask that question? Were they drained of blood? Uh, were they were, were they missing pieces? Like, were, did it look like some of the parts of the bodies were? Uh, you know cut off with laser incision i mean there's 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 those kind of questions i mean you know what what does this mutilation look like there's not really any answers in any of these articles and there's a ton of them if you were to do a google on this you will find a, a ton of these articles so that that's what i'd like to know um because as we know uh you know this is something that's been going on a long time and there's no answers okay i mean uh well some of the things that people talked about in 1970s was oh maybe it's uh, it must be a bunch of satanists a satanic cult that's what it is you know of course that never panned out there was no satanic cults ever you know found to be mutilating cattle uh you know so it's not that right uh, and in this case we know now that it's not wolves there's no tracks there's no evidence of wolves we know it's not uh bacteria so again i think we'd, it'd be interesting to get some more information but you know in this day and age i mean you know coming out with you know maybe there's a an effort by somebody somewhere to hey we don't want people to know what kind of condition these cattle were and so you know, just keep that under your hat you know, maybe that's something that's being told to these ranchers. Maybe these ranchers don't want to get into that. Maybe some of these ranchers actually believe it is uh, UFOs or that extraterrestrials are responsible, but they don't want to say that. I mean, who, why, you know, people might make fun of them. The press might make fun of them. You know, who knows? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just find it funny that there's not a lot of information about the condition of these cattle and they don't have any answers, you know, and this has been going on since October. It's now, what, December? Uh, 40 cows mysteriously killed and no signs of any predators no bacteria uh, and they're just dead uh what condition were they in were they drained of blood 
were their parts of their bodies removed surgically as by a laser you know that's some of the questions that a lot of us have i mean if 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 they if none of those things are 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 present like some of these other uh you know some of those things those descriptions if that's doesn't uh if the cases here don't fall into that then that'd be nice to know anyway then we, we could rule it out i wouldn't have to be talking about it right now uh but it, but it sounds like it might be that might be the case you know uh it could possibly be you know extraterrestrial i mean why not uh it's happened before obviously i mean i mean there's actually in some of these cases i you know you read about some of these things a lot of these cattle mutilations over the years there's actually been some ranchers who camped out all night and would see actually objects you know lights there's actually a lot of ufos reported uh during cattle mutilations has anyone seen any ufos is, is you know maybe people don't want to get go there right now maybe or maybe they're being told not to go there right now i don't know i mean at least, it would be nice to at least see some of the information about the condition of the cows in one of these articles because i'm not really finding it there's really not much there um anyway i was uh, actually my anonymous source who i always talk about this uh, retired uh uh, electronics engineer who w did work for nasa the cia and some uh, private uh, uh, contracting companies uh he I, I mentioned to him that i was uh i sent a message to him and said, tell him i was working on uh on this uh, about cattle mutilation and he sent me a message back and he wrote the cattle mutilations may be the most significant thing we know about and other animals plus a certain number of people go missing under suspicious circumstances as well i've mentioned a few that have recently happened right here in my area. The, those stories never get picked up by the major media outlets for some strange reason, and they get removed from the local paper in 24 hours or less when other stories stay for weeks. So he's saying where he where he lives, um, you know, there's uh, you know there's cattle mutilations that occur, and, and it seems like something that the newspapers don't want to really talk about. And if they do talk about it, the story will disappear after a day, couple of days, and while other stories will remain available to to read. I guess it's just one of those, uh, uh, like I talked about recently, one of those uncomfortable truths, you know, about the entire you know presence of extraterrestrials on this planet. I mean, it's one of those things, you know, that obviously we just going to have to deal with. Uh, Obviously, these things, you know, they need to eat too. That's what it seems like. I mean, it could be for other reasons. Uh, some people believe it might be that they drain the blood of cattle for the purpose of, uh, of advancing their alien hybridization program, that the, the blood is needed for that. And that possibly could be the reason, or maybe it's part of the reasons. And the other reason is because they are insects and they drink blood. I mean, who knows? But, you know, that's very, you know, either one is, I guess, plausible. Uh, I'd probably go with the first one though, the the drinking the, that they drink blood, that they're insects and they drink blood. That's that's my belief. But anyway, it's interesting what's going on out there in Colorado uh, over the past few months. Uh, uh, I'd like to, it'd be nice, like I said, if we had more details uh, about the condition of the cattle. But I have a feeling we're probably not going to get that information. Anyway, uh, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. 
Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, we are back. Um, you know, I was recently just thinking about my experience when I was a kid. I, of course, that's something I talk about a lot on the podcast and when I was, you know, encountered uh, an alien being. I mean, that's what happened. And, uh, you know, and I, I, I think, you know, I, I think I might understand, or again, this is only a theory. I don't know. But I think I know, uh, you know, I have a possible answer, I guess I should say, a possible answer to what was happening, what was going on. Uh, what that alien was trying to do uh, at the moment that I experienced, that I encountered it, uh, you know, at the, during that 20 minute period when I encountered that alien, I think I know, or excuse me, I'm not sure if I know for sure. I'm just saying, I think I, you know, I have a possible reason uh, what, uh, as to what it was up to, what was going on. Okay. As, <clears throat> as I always talk about, it had to be uh, 1977. I was you know, I think it was, I believe it was in the summertime and I was eight going on nine, you know, I'm, I used to sleep in an attic, you know, uh, my, I slept on one side and my brother Davey slept on the other side. And, um, and the, you know, sometimes we'd leave the light on. I, the light was left on that night. There was a light right on top of the steps that the steps were in the middle that separated one side of the attic from the other side. And so I was on the one side sleeping and you know, I wake up in the middle of the night, uh, and, I, I could hear this humming sound, this, you know, electronics, right? Yeah, and, and at the same time, while well, I'm sleeping with a, a thin blue blanket over my head, and I could see, like, this this hand, like, arm shadow of, of, a, of, a, of a hand getting closer to my face and then further away in a pretty quick motion. It was almost, like, ritualistically, like, almost robotic in a way. Uh, it was, but it was most certainly the, 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 I could see the silhouette of this arm and hand, you know, you know, and it was moving toward right where my head was and then further away and then close up again and further away. I could see you know, the shadow pulling back and then the shadow getting close. You could see just, just drew the blanket almost, you know, you know, getting closer where my head was and then further away. And I'm basically terrified and confused. I have no idea what the hell's going on here. Right. So I'm, I'm scared out of my mind. And again, I don't understand what this electronic, you know, humming sound is. Now, I talked about this recently in a different podcast. How, uh, and I just recently watched the movie Aerial Phenomenon about those kids in Zimbabwe in 1994 uh, who, uh, you know, saw Landis flying saucer and uh, uh, and alien beings, and one of the beings communicated telepathically with some of the kids. I, I just recently saw that movie, and I was talking about this in, uh, recently in a different podcast where some of the kids in that movie, which I never knew before, you know, even though I've been, you know, something I've, I've known about the aerial uh, school incident for a long time, but part of that story I just found, learned about for the first time, it was when I watched that documentary, some of the kids who were now grown up, as the grownups, they were being interviewed, and, and there was like, I think three of them that were saying that there was a, the, there was a noise, like a buzzing sound that they described, almost like bees, like bees or an electronic, or elect, electrical transformer. And they, they heard that during this whole episode. And so that really, you know, I was thinking, wow, that's that's strange because that that's some similar to what I was, you know, that sounds you know, sounds like what possibly what I was hearing at that time in 1977 when I was, you know, a kid and this thing is in the room and most certainly some sort of being, right? And there's a strange humming sound. And so, of course, I'm terrified out of my gourd 
and uh you know i can't believe you know i just i don't know what's going on you know i actually at first i initially was trying to communicate with whatever this thing was you know saying who's there you know who's there you know something like to that effect and then I, I, my brother davy was on the other side of the room other side of the room so i peeked out my blanket it, away it the it was away from the direction where that thing was the thing was like off in a different direction and my brother would have been in the opposite direction so i peeking out of the blanket and i could see him laying there facing me and i started yelling to him and you know and i realized that that humming sound was somewhat muffling my voice and so I'm really yelling at him, and he's just not budging. He's not waking up. You know, he won't move. I'm like screaming, Davey, right? Then I'm really scared. And I start yelling for my mom and dad for a, for a while, and they're not coming. Nobody's coming. Uh, and I'm just laying there looking at this thing, and I don't know what to do, right? And, and, and I can just see this hand, this three-fingered hand. It had three three fingers. It was a very strange-shaped hand, right? It was smallish. It, was, it wasn't a big, it wasn't big. It was like a small, a thin arm attached to a thin arm. And, and, and the digits on the hand, they were like thick at, at the bottom. And they came to almost points, not quite points, but almost points. And it only had three. That was it. Three digits on that hand. And that hand was getting closer to my face and further away. So, you know, I'm just laying there looking at this thing and I don't know what's going on. And, and so I start saying prayers. I mean, now at this time, I was a, an altar boy in the local Catholic church. And, I, you know, so I was very religious. I went to, you know, I served as an altar boy. I was there every Sunday and plus times during the week too sometimes. So, I mean, in my mind, I'm thinking at the time that this this must be the devil. This must be Satan or it must be a demon from hell or something because that's as far as my thinking would bring me at that moment. I, I couldn't understand what the hell was going on and I was scared out of my mind and I couldn't understand. I mean, I, I felt like I'm, I'm a you know, I'm religious. I, I'm, I, I'm as good as I possibly could be and why would the devil want to come here like this, you know? And that's the kind of things that I was thinking. So I'm laying there under that blanket saying prayers, you know, praying to God, please go away. Please make this thing go away. And then I would open my eyes and the thing is still there. So this went on for 20 minutes. You know, I'm laying there for 20 minutes and this thing is there. It's something. And I don't know what it is. And it's not human, whatever it is, right? It wasn't human, right? And then, you know, somehow I just blacked out. Right. And then the next day I woke up, you know, like, you know, it was, it wasn't like, you, you know, you know, it wasn't a dream what I had. It wasn't like I woke up from a dream. It was like I blacked out and then hours passed. And then I woke up the next morning, like nine o'clock in the morning or something. And I remember, you know, spent that whole day running around the house, trying to tell my mom, you know, what happened. And she's not believing me. She keeps insisting that it's a dream. And I know that it's not a dream, right? It's not a, it was definitely not a dream. You know, this was, I was wide awake. It was, you know, I know the difference between it. At this point in my life, you know, I've had enough nightmares and, you know, to know what the difference between a dream and, and being awake was, you know, and I still do. Right? Nothing like this ever happened again before or since. This was not a dream. I was wide awake. It was 20 minutes, you know. It's as, you know, it's as real as me looking at my hand right now. I mean, it's that's what happened. And so she didn't believe me. And I at one point, I actually realized, well, uh, you know, she she's never going to believe me. I'm just a kid and nobody's going to believe me. And I, I remember even my dad getting home from work later that day, like six o'clock at night, he was a construction worker. And I always just would run out to the car to, to, to meet him when he got home from work. And uh, I went up telling him, trying to him the same story. And guess what? I got the same answer. It was just a dream. And I, I knew it wasn't. I always known it wasn't. And of course, you know, it took me a long time, you know, to understand that it wasn't a demon or a devil, 
right? Or, you know, that's, it wasn't that. It took like 10 years later for me to finally like realize what happened there. Uh, because then I, I, I became aware of, you know, I didn't really know at the time and when I was a kid like that, that there was a such thing as aliens, alien abduction or anything like that, or alien encounters. I thought that was all just products of, of make-believe movies. Uh, so I never even, that never even crossed my mind ever. You know, it was for years later, like almost, I would say had to be 10 years later when I, when I finally, you know, you know made the connection I, I saw something about alien abduction and it made me start i started thinking and i was like that's what it was it was a, it was a freaking alien in my room that's what it was all right it made sense then i was like okay i get it now and then, then you makes me wonder i wonder if i've been getting abducted all this time i don't even know it could be i don't know could still be i don't know or maybe you know another thing is maybe it was there for somebody else right so maybe it came to the house for for somebody else and it just happened to wake me up on the way out i don't know but i i started wondering you know uh i guess last night and this morning i was really thinking about it what was the thing doing why was it doing this what you know what was that all about and i think i know what it is you know why was that hand moving up and you know closer to my head and then further back closer to my head and further back i think that this being new, it's like at the, I woke up, you know, whatever, whatever happened before I woke up and realized there was something in the room, whatever happened, something, some mistake had to be made somewhere or something. And that thing was trying to, I think, you know, the way uh, human beings, you know, like say when, when, when uh, you're trying to calm somebody down or, or, you know, somebody's, uh, you're trying to make, try to help someone to relax and take it easy. Like you ever notice you, you use your either one hand or two hands, like with the open palms and you're like, you know, moving them up, you know, up and down, you know, toward them, like on a slant, like calm down. Everything's going to be okay. Calm down. Don't just, don't do anything. Just take it easy. You know, I think that that's what the message was being trying to be sent to me, you know, subconsciously, because the thing doesn't have the ability, you know, obviously to speak. You know, I don't know. I, as far as I know, I wasn't getting any, there was no mental telepathy going on, right? But, but this motion, what was it doing? Was it warning me, you know, telling me you do not want to pull that blanket down because that's something I never did. I never, I did not want to see, I did not want to face this thing. I did not want to see its face. I, I, I thought in my mind, in my young mind, I was thinking, I don't want to see this. I'm too afraid to see this. It's like a scary movie where you just can't look. And I remember when I was a kid, uh, younger than that, there was this really scary movie I saw one time. Uh, I mean, it's still actually, when you watch it today, you can, I can understand why it scared me when I was a kid. It was this movie from the early 60s called Black Sabbath. And it was, uh, Boris Karloff was in it, and, and it had three stories, three scary stories in it. And, and the one story, and I remember watching this on TV the one day, and it scared me so bad. I mean, I, I, I had trouble sleeping when I was a kid. I probably like six or seven years old. But this witch, this fa those face of this witch, when they showed it, it was so horrifying looking. This lady stole a, this witch died, and, and this lady went and was supposed to help with her, get her prepared for the funeral and everything. And uh, she stole a ring off the witch's finger. Well, the witch came back after her and, uh, you know, showed up in her, in her apartment later on and... Uh, and, and when they showed the face, when you ever saw the face of this thing, it was just so scary. When you're a kid and you're looking at this, it's just too much. I couldn't watch it. I remember I had to turn the channel. I was like, I can't leave. I can't even look at that. It was so, that was what was going on. Similar when I was going through this incident with this being in the room, right? 
because I did not want to see this face. And that's how I felt in my mind. And maybe at the same time, that thing was saying, yeah, you don't want to see this. You Because obviously you're not under our control right now mentally. And, and you're just a little kid. And if you see this, this might cause you to really freak out. Maybe that thing was trying to calm me down with its arm. You know, that's the motion it knew, the one human motion. You know, that it knew that, hey, calm down. Don't you take, just stay where you are. This is all going to come to an end. Everything's going to be okay. Maybe that's what it was doing at the same time, even though it didn't really need to do that because there was no way I was going to pull that blanket down. I did not want to face this thing. But that thing was, you know, you know, extra protection against that. Hey, don't pull that blanket down. We're, we're going to be, I'm going to be out of here, here, here in a minute. You don't want to see this. That's what it could have been. I don't know. Uh, it's just something that I thought about. Uh, you know, it's it, that whole incident to me is a mystery. Um, I, I don't know what, you know, I, I don't know what the purpose of that being was there that night. I know that something happened. And that fact, you know, that's why I wouldn't be, if it wasn't for incidents like that, there was, of course, other incidents beyond, uh, years after that, of course, that I always talk about too. But that was the first one. And, and that, that's, it's something that you know if something like that happens to you it's hard to you know it's hard to it's it's at first you now even at the time it's hard to believe right but at the same time like i knew that was real there was there was no doubt about it and in fact i remember like a few years after that happened like maybe three or you know two three years after, i was sometimes i would think about that and i'd be yeah it was just a dream it was just a dream right i would try to convince myself and then i would realize no it wasn't you were you were awake you were wide awake and that was real something was there don't pretend like i was actually trying to pretend like it wasn't real because the idea of the devil coming to my room in the middle of the night just scared the hell out of me i was i you know what else would i want to think i don't want to think that but now now that i realize it was an extraterrestrial well you have to accept that that that's what it was it was it was an extraterrestrial i just i didn't know at the time and i think that something happened during the course of whatever was going on that night where there was a mistake made and somehow i woke up that thing you know realized i woke up woke up and it was trying to calm me don't don't pull that blanket down just take stay where you are we're gonna be out of here in a few minutes hey just take it easy take it easy i think that's what might have been going on